On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me, of course. It's another episode. It's another Friday. Thank you guys for being here. Got a couple of guests today. Chelsea is back. You guys loved that episode with her in it so much that I had to bring her back and get her and talk about some more stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. We also got Damo in the building today. So we got three people here to give their perspective. We're going to bring back up the courting this topic with Michael B. Jordan because it was just me talking about it. So I want to get a girl's perspective and another guy's perspective on, uh, on courting this. We're going to talk that out a little bit. Um, we're going to talk friend zone. We're going to talk travel. We're going to talk the Mexico situation. And then we got a whole bunch of cinema to talk about. Creed 3 was in the theaters. I told y'all we were going to review that. Um, so me and Damo are here to review that for y'all. Um, then we got Mando episode 2. We'll review that. We'll talk about some Snowfall, Last of Us. Um, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer dropped. Uh, Seth Rogen produced. I think he might be direct. I don't know. But uh, Seth Rogen has, a, you know, has his hands in this one. Um, and then we got a little bit about the Chris Rock stuff. Um, talk about some of the jokes that he made. I know you guys saw the live um, Chris Rock stand-up on Netflix that just dropped. So a lot of stuff to talk about. Got some guests in the building. I'm excited for this episode. I hope you guys are too. And it's time. Welcome. Happy Friday again. New listeners, welcome. Old listeners, Welcome back. It's time. Let's get it. Where that theme song at? It's right here. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to United. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lydell De Niro, and guess what? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for another Best of Bias podcast. You got your boy, Lydell De Niro, in the building, of course. And we got a couple of other guests in the building. Um, You guys want to introduce yourselves? Go ahead and do so. You feel me? Ladies ladies first on International Women's Day, which was two days ago. I think it's today, right? I think it's today. It's, yeah. I know, but you are you just said it was Friday. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm Chelsea. Hello. Yep. Welcome back, Chelsea. Welcome back. Welcome back. And who's this on the bottom here? You know, it's little Damo, Damo Lee, POV, just kind of mm-hmm. coming through, hollering that swaggy. You already you know. know. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We out here. Um, new podcast, new day. Um, hope you guys are enjoying your Friday. Um, if you're rolling into work, you know, you're almost there. It's almost a weekend time. If you off work, head home. It's time to party. Let's get this podcast started. Your favorite podcast of the springtime, keeping it hot. But anyways, let's get right into it. Last week, we talked about my brother, Michael B. Jordan. We talked about him and uh, the movie Creed was going to drop. Um, we talked about some of the some of the I want to say conversation, not around the movie itself, but just around Michael B. Jordan. Um, the premiere was early last week. I want to say Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Michael B. Jordan was, you know, he directed Creed 3, you know what I mean? So it's his movie. He's out here, you know, proud of himself, feeling himself. He's walking down the red carpet and he's stopped by somebody he recognizes. Um, to the general public, this girl, um, she's she's well known in the podcast space. Her name is L'Oreal. Um, kind of, you know, not related, but associated with Charlemagne the God and uh, Breakfast Club and those kind of people. Um, he has a, uh, po- she has a podcast called The Bully and the Beast with one of Charlamagne the God's really good friends. Uh, it's kind of a messy podcast, you know what I'm saying? They talk about, you know, shit 
involving like a lot of sex stuff, a lot of like kind of outrageous shock jockey type stuff. And I remember back in the days, like I said in the podcast before, L'Oreal had some stuff to say about um, Stilo Brim. And Stilo Brim is like Michael B. Jordan's best friend. Um, they're both from New Jersey. Um, she was calling him a bitch and shit like that. And I kind of felt like there was an overlying reason for this and stuff like that. But it just so happened she was interviewing on the red carpet for Michael B. Jordan's movie. And he happened to stop by her. Um let me see this real quick. Stop by her and try to discuss some shit about the movie. Interview him about how he's feeling about his movie dropping, how he's feeling. And he comes out and says, aren't you the girl in high school? Actually, it was middle school. They used to call me corny and make fun of me all the time and stuff like that, you and your friends. And <laughs> she did. Um, she, used to, she used to actually admitted that she used to call him corny for his name being Michael Jordan and him being nothing like Michael Jordan. And he used to walk around with a headshot because he was trying to become an actor. And he was from... Newark, New Jersey, or some some hood where people don't usually walk around with headshots and uh, aren't on the straight and narrow. So she considered him to be corny. So he took that opportunity as his premiere. He's like, oh, aren't you the girl that called me corny back in the day? And then she kind of got quiet. And then she basically kind of threw it in her face and was like, am I corny now? Am I still corny? This topic here, what makes me broach a question I want to ask you guys. Corniness, this, this word, corniness, it has a negative connotation um, but at the same time, it's like they label corny as somebody that's doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's a straight edge, somebody that's doing good things for themselves and not super hood or super doing shit that everybody kind of looks up to. Um, how do you guys feel about the word corny? How do you guys feel about the negative connotation attached? Chelsea, let's start with I you. got Hold on. I got a question for you, Pat. Mm -hmm. Are you corny because your name is Patrick Washington? Uh, like I mean, I I don't know. It, does he have a choice in what his name can be? Like, oh, he's knocking on the womb. Like, hey, make sure y'all don't name me this. Right. right. Yeah, they're kind of blaming him for his somebody? name being Michael Jordan. He didn't name himself Michael Jordan. Yeah, I feel what you're saying about that. I don't, I don't think I'm corny. I mean, I was, you know, I'm going to get to my story. I just want to get it from a girl's perspective because a lot of the times guys are being called corny by girls. And that's when it matters kind of the, mo the most. I mean, a guy calls you corny. It's like, whatever, nigga. But at the same time, when a girl calls you corny, it kind of hurts your soul sometimes. It's like, what do you <laughs> what do you find corny about me? Why am I corny? Why is corny a bad thing? And what do you find to be corny? So let's 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 just break it down. Chelsea, let us let, let them know what is corny to you and why is such a negative connotation attached? So I would say, like, depending, I mean, it depends on what kind of corny you're talking about. Like somebody being like straight and narrow, whatever, I will never find corny. Do you? Whatever benefits you the most. Um, to me, like the only time I've used corny is like a corny dude or a corny line or a corny action that somebody does towards me. As So I don't really take corny as far as like how somebody is, like somebody trying to do better for themselves in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say a corny action is? I would say corny action. I mean, corny depends on the person too. Also, like a okay, female okay. call a dude corny for him checking in twenty four seven, texting them all the time, or saying a corny line here and there. But I would say that, like, it also the same exact line could be used by another dude, and if she's interested. Dude, it's not looked at corny. So, I mean, I kind of guess it depends on the person more so than the action. 
because I can't really think of like a corny action somebody's really done for me. I feel like everything is, I don't call people corny very often. I feel like it's like way rude. Yeah. I, you know what's corny though? I just lost all my fucking bets today. That's fucking corny. Uh, uh, Sasa Vujicic or whatever that nigga's name is from the Bulls. The center just hit a second three. Fucked my prop up one and a half under. Oh, uh, that was the last one Paul I had. Paul ain't giving you no tips, huh? It ain't he, Paul. It, Paul, he Paul, he has some tips himself, but I also share shit with him that he actually plays. <laughs> he got hella dark on your screen. Um, and he does run off that shit. Can you still and I, see me though. Yeah, definitely. And Paul, person, not to sidetrack this conversation, but Paul bets hella. He won that. He won big that one time, so he puts in hella bets, and he uses those small ones to make up for the big ones that he loses. I peeped the game. I peeped the game. But anyway, oh, well, that. Yeah. he's got yeah, yeah. Um, but fucking yeah, that's corniness. Um, to me, I feel like <sighs> corniness is used a lot in black culture to kind of describe guys, um, girls go and say, oh, this guy is corny because he's not like, oh, selling drugs or out there wearing Jordans or dressing like everybody's dressing or or maybe he doesn't know how to dance the best. And they, it's just little things that I feel like in the black community, they go ahead and try to label guys as corny as a negative connotation more so. I mean, I feel like, shoot, if somebody calls a white guy corny, I still feel like everything is still available to them because a lot of the times in black culture, they've kind of already assumed that a white guy is going to be corny. If that makes sense, not to get super racial with it, but I just hear it a lot more in the black community. If, if, if a girl doesn't find a guy interesting, if she's not how he like, if she likes that guy is corny, he's corny because um, he's making me pay rent. He's corny because he ain't paying for uh, paying for the whole dinner and asking me to chip in. Some of these things are corny. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just giving examples of like where it comes up and how it's used. Um, I don't ever hear girls being called corny. Um, well, and it's it's definitely like a slang term, like mm -hmm. I, how you're saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah, not to get racial, but you like way don't see like white girls calling niggas corny and shit. They <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. Because, like, maybe is it a way to kind of have the upper hand on somebody, you know, like subliminally, like, oh, this nigga corny. So that puts him one step lower than where he's already at, you know. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and that's and that just like Chelsea was saying, like, it's definitely based on the person, I think, like. Obviously, one dude can say one thing and it'd be stupid. And then another dude say that same exact thing, but like in a different way in that conversation that worked that time, the way she was feeling or something like that. And it just clicks a different way. So but for girls like that, I don't feel like they're calling niggas corny, really. They're like, oh, I see what you do as corny, but I'm not calling you out as corny. I feel that. Yeah, like uh, blowing, up, blowing up a female's phone for one dude can come off corny because you're not interested whatsoever. Like persistence, persistency could be cool if you're interested in the person. But yeah. as far as like if it's a dude I'm not interested in and you're blowing up my phone, blowing up my DMs, I'm like, all right, this is corny. Get out of my stuff. You yeah. do too much. But if it's 
somebody you're interested in, it's a wholly different story. Yeah, I definitely believe that as well. And I also believe in, you know, not even just corniness, just like people being called nerds, people being bullied, stuff like that. Um, you know, it, people, me still, I still find bullying kind of be weird because as the generations come, stuff that people are being called nerds for, everybody glorifies now. You know what I mean? Stuff comes full circle. Anime, comic books, superheroes, all that kind of shit that people used to get video games. Back in the day. Video games. Now that's the shit that everybody likes. You know what I'm saying? So I personally, I am not mad at Michael B. Jordan for throwing it back in people's faces after the glow up does happen. Because I'm one of the people that do believe in if you do have a glow up and people did make fun of you back back in the day or call you a nerd or call you corny, I feel like you should be able to throw it in their face, especially if they're in the same position they was and you were able to glow up and make, uh, you know, positive decisions and make uh, good things happen off your corniness. You know what I'm saying? For example... I got... Go oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, we didn't call Snoop Dogg corny for calling out, like, his elementary teacher or something like that for... No, no, no. It was uh, Biggie. Biggie basically said was shitting on his elementary teacher for saying he wasn't going to make it and like, look right. at me now in his right. song and we glorify it. But then Michael B. Jordan says, Oh, were you call me? You were the one calling me corny. And now we call him corny. Like, right. I kind of broached the topic honestly, because a lot of people had some mixed kind of like reactions to it. Uh, Joe Budden podcast, Joe Budden was calling him corny for acting like that. Hey, but Joe Budden is corny sometimes. Yeah, I feel he like hating, he, corny he be hating too. big time. He be hating for, especially the Michael B. Jordan shit. Like, what are you hating on, what are you hating on him for? Um, you calling him corny for talking mess, or not even talking mess, he did it so respectfully. Like, oh, you're the person who used to call me corny in middle school. Just kept it moving, smiled and kept it moving. He didn't diss her. He didn't disrespect her in a super way. She was the disrespectful one. You know what I'm saying? For some people to say that he was wrong for diminishing a black woman on a platform that he should be empowering her. Like, come on now. You you were making fun of this Why man. Exactly. She yeah. was diminishing him, calling him corny. Exactly. Uh, and I didn't actually see the video, but it also seems like it could have been like almost like a realization type of reaction. Like, oh, weren't you something like you remember? Like, oh, well, me personally, I I I know him. You know, he heard about the Stilo Brim thing in the interaction they had when I think I don't know if he was on their podcast or they're on on uh, Charlemagne's podcast, and L'Oreal was there. Like, she was just real life calling him like out of his name, calling him a bitch. So. Stilo is his best friend. So for when you see this girl and she used to talk about you, she's dissing your best friend on platforms. I'm going to call you out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it known that I know I hear what you're saying, but look at me now. Um, people that are more so in that, the people called corny are usually the most successful people, especially in our culture. Uh, we have Michael B. Jordan, everybody calls corny. Nick Cannon, everybody calls corny. And this man is has his hands in everything from a young age since he was a teenager and everybody was calling him corny well he got 27 kids too but uh he <laughs> he is getting money and drake see everybody calls show? drake corny and drake is everywhere one of the biggest rappers in the world you know doing everything he wants to do so i don't know i just kind of feel like corniness is kind of misused and i feel like it's making a comeback so shout out to all my corny niggas well hey right but um I, and i think it's sad because it's like we use being real as corny. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes showing their sensitive side or their goofy side or like not trying to be this 
fucking like type of person that has to be a certain way all the time like people are now talking down on being corny and then we wonder why people don't want to be real like mm-hmm. with other people because people are talking down niggas so much so it's yeah. like i could see why people fucking ain't fucking with it i definitely agree chelsea i got a question for you do you think people are scared to be corny um towards women because they will you know n- they're not what these women want they don't like the corny guy they're afraid to be friend zoned like that transition you like that transition um the, <laughs> the friend zone is a scary place to be i mean um being corny and not being you know me personally i think a lot of things in this world guy do guys do is to impress women or try to find somebody for themselves to you know enjoy life with spend their lives with reproduce with and stuff like that corniness (laughs) corniness could lead to friend zoning um are you familiar with friend zoning i'm I'm pretty familiar Um, okay 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 so my question is friend zone hmm, is it possible to get out of a friend zone once you enter it that is my question to you Honestly, from like for me, no. Um, I think a lot of it though depends on the level of friendship. There, I've been in a good amount of situations where it's like I know the person is interested in me, but I've made my boundaries clear. And once I establish that type of friendship with somebody, I don't ever want to risk getting into a situation where that friendship is lost, where that companionship or whatever is lost in any way mm-hmm. it has happened a couple times i mean it doesn't always it doesn't go over well at all um but just as a whole there's certain people that you can't look at like in that way and right. for me, once i say that you're like my friend like you're like you're my boy like you're one of my really good guy friends like you'll never pass into more than that Ooh. Sorry, guys out there. Um, take this as a hint that uh, the friend zone is the place you're going to stay at for a while. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I get it. I get it. I, I agree as well. Um, yeah. Friends. I mean, shit. Pretty much every girl I meet is in the friend zone. So <laughs> you already know how I get down. But yeah, I'm a friend. I think guy. we should we should make a like a dating spot called the friend zone. To where girls can take guys to get the hint. Yeah. Like you go to the friend zone, like a little Dave and Busters on like a friend date. It's like they put hands on the stamps on your hand to say friend. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hella funny. I feel like a lot of girls don't make the friend zone clear. Like there's yeah. a difference. Like if you're in the friend zone with me, I'll straight up tell you're in the friend zone and it kind of is what it is. If you don't <laughs> take it then that's kind of on you I've made my stance clear uh but there I do know a lot of girls that will play into that factor like use that person as their benefit knowing that they're interested which is definitely and obviously wrong oh that's terrible but there's also guys that like if you can't take a hint then like it kind of like yeah you in in a sense i mean 
Well, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to take that hint. Me personally, I mean, if you try to cross that line a couple of times and it's like bad for you, that's when, you know, three strikes, you're out type of shit. Um, yeah, people, you know, have a hard time with it as well. I don't know how it would, it would work, especially when somebody does fall for their friend. Do they stop have to stop being friends with that person in order to potentially be with them? Or do they just continue being friends with the inner thought of, oh, I want to be with this person, but I can't. What do you do? As a guy, I don't know. I don't know. That's not really for you to answer, but it's like, yeah. it, it, it is kind of weird in a kind of weird situation, but I do feel like it is protection from crazy exes. Another transition. Mm. Um, do you have any crazy ex stories you want to share with the people that this friend zoning could help prevent? You know what I'm saying? I, I am not Ooh. against the friend zone at all. If you need to put a guy in the friend zone uh, and you think this person will be more beneficial as a friend than actually as somebody you're interested in. And again, you said you don't want to hurt that person. You you value their friendship more than, you know, more than uh, what you think would happen if you guys were in a relationship. You actually are helping prevent yourself from these crazy exes. And I and I commend you from that uh, for that. Um, it's more it's better to have guy friends than a whole bunch of crazy exes. You know what I mean? Um, but do you have any stories? My bad. I'm, I'm just sitting over jabbering. Um, I mean, I feel like everybody has a couple crazy exes or some crazy ex stories or whatever the situation may be. I don't ever use like my guy friends for that. Like you're my best friend. I've never called you and been like, Hey, some crazy stuff's happening. Like I need you or whatever. Like it's definitely something I keep separate from the two situations. I definitely use my guy friends as like a sounding board for advice and stuff like that. But um, I've had a good amount of crazy exes. I mean, there's no specific stories I can really think of. Um, good answer. I've had were they crazy before they were exes, though? That's the real question. Oh, yeah. I mean, some everybody likes a little bit of crazy. Like, uh, so it's your judgment. <laughs> but I mean, there are there has been since, <coughs> you know, it's been. I mean, I'm not saying that females don't do it too, but it's always surprising when a guy like creates a fake page to get into contact with you. I have friends Whoa. that like. Their exes will make new email addresses constantly to even email them. Uh, fake numbers. Um, luckily, I live fake emails. I'm making our trial subscriptions. I feel okay, that. Anyway, um, <laughs> luckily, I live on the second floor now. Um, I have had <laughs> ex or two like uh, bang on my window in the middle of the night. It's usually like they're they drunk. brought the ladder. No, now no. I used to live on the first floor, so that did happen quite often, thankfully. Now Second they're gonna be story. throwing rocks. Throwing rocks well, nobody, with the boom box. There's there's nobody that knows where I live, so we're good. Oh, wow. um, but you yeah, roll the block twice, like there ain't no place to park. Yeah, well, like her old house. Anyways, go ahead. My old place didn't have no parking, <laughs> but ain't nobody about to know. Um but no, like I've had I've had situations where they popped up at places they knew I was gonna be, Whoa. just bump into me. Um, had a couple like stalkerish situations. It's definitely scary being a girl out there and having exes, or even not even exes. Like there's even been dudes that have like I've let take me out once, like to pizza, never messed <laughs> around 
nothing and all of a sudden it's crazy <laughs> yeah for sure i feel it i feel it yeah it's some i I've, I've never really had any crazy exes uh well towards me broken no nothing no 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 i am a um, nice person that don't that don't mean your exes ain't crazy well they're crazy as people but like they're not crazy <laughs> towards me that that's it's a difference it's a difference you know what i'm saying they they may be crazy in their own way in their own life but very cordial very cordial with everybody i love everybody you know what i'm saying i i wish no harm upon anybody but i do feel it i've I've met crazy people that are in relationships and they do crazy shit um for I sure mean, for sure what do you think makes somebody act crazy like that though like from a guy's perspective because i've had crazy guys and i'm kind of curious on like i don't know i mean i feel like you really just it's dudes is crazy because like in my head like i don't even care who you are like you could be a celebrity and if i went on one date with you like i'm not gonna be crazy like it i, I just would be like damn that's crazy if i was doing it you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't know that's that's the weird thing but i mean shit love do drive motherfuckers crazy and it's not even love. I don't know. It's vagina. Well, well no, but, but see, that's the thing. Like, well, yeah. So how does somebody go on a first date and eat pizza and then get no vagina and then be crazy? Yeah. See, that's that. See, you got to do some better vetting <laughs> before you go on these dates because what'd you put in the pizza? Some uh, Ooh. some some hypnotic potion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know it would work with better vetting, huh, King? Or uh, huh, Pat? Yeah, vetting, vetting. You need to do that. You need to do that. Hey, make sure because people is crazy out here. Speaking of, cra but go ahead. What'd you say? So they all start off normal for the most part. Well, of course, of course. It's just like sometimes if you want to, you know, talk about it, once they get a hint of a lifestyle, if you're a cool person, you're putting it down right, you're cooking for them, you're a nice person, you got cable, you got Netflix, you know, it could be little <laughs> things that a person enjoys and gets used to. And then once you don't show you the same share attention. your password no more. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, 17th. And that's when, uh, right when power drops, they said, nah, no more. Um yeah, I feel it. I feel it. It's all about safety, though. It's all about safety and actually finding that person that you want to be with for real. Um, do you guys partake in uh, dating apps? No, I haven't. Well, I haven't. I haven't either. But I just kind of feel like people I didn't know people still use them. When I hear people talk about dating apps now, I feel it, especially since the pandemic, because people have to go back to dating apps to kind of meet people um, because the contact with people is kind of difficult at that time. But shoot, I didn't know these apps were still popping like that and people were still finding love on these apps. And the more I hear about them, the more that they have been created. You know what I'm saying? Plenty of fish, fucking Tinder, Bumble. Mm -hmm. Uh, Raya for the rich people. Um, uh, Grinder, fucking only Raya I know is the last. The last dragon. dragon. Oh, I was gonna make sure I had it right. I was like that. <laughs> the last yeah. dragon. But yeah, man, a lot of people are still using this. Um, especially like older people, because I mean they're looking for certain things. Um, it's interesting. I mean, seeing older people date is really interesting to me. Um. I watched a show where this I, lady was mad that this guy hasn't been married before and hasn't had kids. So he didn't have the experience to date her. Damn, like, that's like jobs nowadays asking you for right out of college, you need two or three years of experience. 
<laughs> yeah. You graduated. What do you mean? Yeah. That's shitty. Yeah. Uh, but now I think for older people, it's funny because like when I think about dating apps, because I haven't really ever used them. Um, I'm older, I guess. <laughs> um, but I feel like it would be a lot easier. Like we had to meet people the hard way, like in person. Yeah. Like you can lightweight get a well, I mean, I guess not. We met people through like MySpace and stuff. We just didn't have like specifically you had to talk to people normally, not as like trying to date, I guess. We would just talk to people through messages and like MySpace and AOL and But there's like catfishes out there. Like you can't really believe what you see. Like I have friends that like have been on dating apps and things like that. And like people be real weird. They don't use it so much as like a way to like meet somebody and actually date. A lot of people use it more so as just hookup apps and then ghosting. Like that is so, so crazy. I feel like you gotta be smart though. Like there would be no way I would go on a dating app, start talking to a person and not be like, Hey, my my requirements are we gotta FaceTime for like ten minutes. And I gotta see that you're a real person, right. I gotta see who you are, and that's all I need. And then we can move forward. Yeah. And like somebody that's going through like living understands, okay, catfishing is a thing. Mm -hmm. This shouldn't be a problem. Like 10 minutes of, if you can't FaceTime me for like five minutes to prove you're a real person, we don't need to be dating anyway. So exactly. That's true. I feel like girls, especially girls, because y'all know you guys have the upper hand. You just be like, FaceTime me. Show me your real. I'm not going to show up and fucking. And if they don't, and if they keep dragging you along, that is your decision to keep letting it go. I'm sorry. We live in an age where not everybody's got a little time. So if you're going weeks and weeks without trying to FaceTime me for five minutes, you're fake. Yeah, absolutely. Because there shouldn't be a situation where you're talking to somebody and you get into a real legit relationship and you don't want to see the person that is kind of crazy and for somebody to say like no that that's wild me personally i consider instagram facebook snapchat to be uh you know a dating app as well honestly because that's where i did most of my talking to people i'll go on instagram where you can see their pictures see how they uh worked up you know built this account i know you can be catfished on there as well but I don't know the swiping and the algorithms and the bullshit like Swipe that is enough. just is, is a lot. It's a lot in my opinion and shit. People can do anything with these, this one basic picture in a profile to say how old they are in one little edited picture or whatever. I don't even know how it works. You know, I can tell how old I am and how far away from that kind of shit I was. I would never get matches on fucking Tinder and shit like that. So I was like, fuck this shit. And just started to try to meet people the real way. Instagram. hey nah it's crazy because like that shit's a real thing hella celebrities like get their shot like music wise or working with somebody or reaching out to somebody they're like yep i dm'd on instagram um i think we were interviewing like amber rose on shirley's show and she made a remix of like two short song or something yeah some weird Um, shit she DM'd him for like the rights or was saying it and basically is like, yeah, well, yeah. And he's like, pull up. And I think they like actually work together and stuff. So like the, when it comes down to that shit, it, 
That shit works. Be, I yeah. saw a video the other day. Dude was talking about, man, it sucks. We live in a world to now, uh, your grandma, she had no shot of me meeting Luther Vandross or Elvis Presley. But now, your fucking favorite rapper can DM your girl and she gone. Exactly. That's just <laughs> fucked up. That is ridiculous. If Rihanna takes it, I'd be out of here. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> travel, travel. I know you guys heard about that Mexico shit. Um, those four people being kid- kidnapped uh, by the cartel coming in through uh, from South Carolina to Mexico uh, to try to get like a tummy tuck, they say. Um, they drove and tried to go through the Texas-Mexico border and they got, you know, at the border, they got kidnapped by the cartel. Um, three of them died and only one of them survived and was able to get back across the border. Um, people say, you know, the story hasn't really been confirmed yet, but people are saying that they're going to get a tummy tuck from a Mexico doctor and they got set up by the doctor. Some people are saying that the cartel has been kidnapping on that side of the border in that area, kidnapping drug smugglers. And they think that these people were coming in to get drugs and bring it back across the border. And that's why they got picked up as well. Um, it was, I think it was three guys and a girl. All three of the guys got killed. They tried to run at the border um, once the guys rammed them and shit like that. And they shot them at the border, like oh, shit. pure de- daylight. Um, the girl survived and was able to get back across and was to telling the story to CNN and shit like that. But there's a bunch of details missing. Um, yeah, it, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. And it kind of scares people to kind of go to Mexico and, you know, do their thing. Spring break is coming. Um, I don't know why I use this as a transition to ask you if you guys are doing any traveling um, anytime soon. You guys going anywhere crazy? Anywhere fun? Anywhere beautiful? It doesn't necessarily have to be crazy like Mexico was, but any anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. Okay. I'm going to, I leave to Hawaii in three weeks okay. for go visit my family. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, I usually do. Well, island. Uh, I'm going to Maui. I always do. Okay. Young Maui. Okay. Um, and then this summer, I'm going to Greece for a week. Um, Santorini. Okay. Okay. That should be exciting. I heard a lot of stuff yeah. about Santorini. That's what's up. That's what's up. What about you, Dame? Are you traveling Where are you going anywhere? out there? Oh. No. My broke ass staying home. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to be traveling to my room. <laughs> I'm going to um, Santorini after school ends um, when summer break starts for the kids and I can take off more time. Um, it just goes for the hell of it, or um, we're going um on like a girls' trip. It's funny because uh, my best friend's mom bought us these tickets to Mexico uh for our thirtieth birthday, which obviously was a minute ago. Um, but like passport issues with my friend, and I mean a bunch of other things came up, work and all this kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back. Then there was all issues in mexico and we were like nah i'm good like, <laughs> i'd rather go to greece or santorini where i could like walk around and have fun i feel like last time i was in mexico we did an all-inclusive and it was for a wedding and we pretty much were at the all-inclusive 90 percent of the time like barely left oh yeah um, I mean, that's smart yeah we barely left which was smart on our part uh <laughs> but also i wanted to go somewhere where i could really explore and just go somewhere different since I had already been to Mexico and maybe when stuff dies down, I'll go back and visit again. But yeah. 
I feel that. I'm going to Mexico myself, um, but I'm staying at a close to the border out here by uh, San Diego. I ain't going where they was at. They was all the way on the other side by San Antonio, Texas, trying to cross the border. Nah, I'm going right there by San Diego, going probably to Rosarito, and that's as far as I'm going into Mexico. The Wham Bam, thank you, ma'am, and I'm on my way out. You know what I'm saying? Spring break, week three of Papa's and Beer. Young Bia, B.I. is going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Try to see what's up with her, see if she can... Uh, you know, come to be on the podcast or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but it's it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm just trying to stay as far away from the gang violence and cartel violence as I can. Um, and, you know, trying to keep it safe um, for a bachelor party. Shout out Kyle and Amanda. About to get married out there. Uh, not in Mexico, hey, but, but soon. Um, but yeah, traveling. If you guys are traveling, not there. Best of bias listeners, be safe. Watch the show. Watch over your shoulder. Know where you're going. Have somebody with you that knows the lay of the land or, you know, just be sure that you know it's good because you never know. The, you know. Other countries are different, obviously. Rules are different. We saw what happened with Brittany Griner. We saw what happened with these people that just went to Mexico, even though they may have had ill intentions. It doesn't matter. Just wherever you go, just know the lay of the land. Watch yourself. Watch your peoples. Watch your belongings. And just be safe. You know what I'm saying? Love, live life, proceed, progress. Dwayne yeah, you got to watch your belongings. And, Dwayne uh, Carter said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna let you you gotta watch your belongings in the Bay Area now. Shit. Exactly, exactly. Breaking into windows and stuff. Yeah, they still I saw this video where people were able to steal these Hellcats from this dealership in Kentucky, stole six Hellcats in 45 seconds. Out of the dealership. Ooh, they said going in 60 watches game 15, going in 45. You know but we are to the end of, uh, well, not to the end of the podcast, but getting to a commercial break. Um, we, that's all the topics I have for you, young Chelsea. Um, thank you for joining us. She's about to pop off the podcast. Me and Damo are going to move on into some cinema, hitting the uh, best of buy a cinema corner. You know what I'm saying? What we got on the corner? You never know. But um, thank you again, Chelsea. We uh, want, you to, want to have you back soon. Uh, don't hesitate to get back on the pod. Everybody loves seeing your face. Everybody loves hearing what you're talking about. Last video with you in it got a whole bunch of views. Hey, you guys, I don't know why y'all being biased. Like, actually, I know why you are. I'm just playing. Who's but anyway, yeah, it's the best of bias. And I guess Chelsea is the best. Um, thank you again. Um, anything you want to say to the people before we get up out of here? No, just thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And let me know when you want me back. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. Every Wednesday we record. Every Friday we drop. So whenever you have something to say, you have something to talk about, don't hesitate. We got, we got a platform for you that people love to hear from you. And Damo, don't you move. We'll be right back with some cinema. Um, and the challenge started today. So I'm going to try. We're, gonna, we're not going to spend too much time. We got a lot to talk about in the cinema corner, but we ain't going to talk too much about it because, yeah, the challenge USA dropped today. And I got to watch it. Two episodes, too. So that's like two hours of shit. What time is it right now? And the Nuggets about to lose. God damn it. Um, but yeah, it's the best of bias uh, podcast. Go get you some hey, drink. Y'all see this Fremont? Oh yeah, Fremont High School. We we ain't talked about that really on the pod. Fremont, just a Fremont reunion right now. Uh, but yeah, it's the Next best of bias podcast. Go get you a refreshment. Go get you a soda. Get you some water because I know I'm about to. Go get you a snack because it's about to be a movie and we go talk about movies. It's the best of bias podcast. We out. I mean, to a commercial.
And we are back. You know what it is, the Best of Bias podcast. Like Dale De Niro in the building, Damo in the building. And it's time for the Cinema Corner. Cinema Corner. Cinema Corner. Where we're going to talk cinema, TV shows, and a whole bunch of stuff we're watching right now. Give brief reviews on where we're at in the show. And just some stuff we want y'all to be interested in. And stuff you're probably already interested in. And kind of wondering how other people are feeling about the shows. So let us do it for you. We out here on the Kona. Let's talk about this cinema. Starting with Creed. We saw it this weekend. Uh, of course, it was directed by Michael B. Jordan. A runtime of an hour and 56 minutes, kind of uh, could have used a little bit more. I'll talk about that when I talk about likes and dislikes. Uh, $75 million budget, uh, made $58 million back to opening weekend. In comparison to the other creeds, the first creed did $29 million opening weekend. The second one did 35 So it has been elevating each time. This time it made 75 or excuse me, it made $58 million. Um, So it's doing good. Opening weekend is definitely going to make its money back. And that's good for a first-time direct, directorial debut for Michael B. Jordan. Um, let's see. Tessa Thompson played his wife, Bianca. Uh, Jonathan Majors, of course, played Dame Anderson. You know uh, Adonis was played by Michael B. Jordan. Um, Duke, the trainer, was played by uh, Wood Harris. Um, a whole bunch of other cameos we had in the movie, but those are the main people. Um, how did you like the movie? Let's start with that. And yeah, what was your overall impression of the movie? Um, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, I saw it the other day and I'm trying to say like I would give it rating or would you wanna let's talk about yeah, it? Yeah, we first don't yeah, talk about it a little bit first. Yeah, yeah. First um, of all, also, spoiler alert, we're talking about the movie uh, a week later. Uh so yeah. Hope you saw it already. We're gonna we're gonna spoil it for you. So go ahead. But I really one, the cinematography was amazing. Um, I didn't see it in IMAX or oh, really? 3D, which um, I definitely need to go back and see, which is probably crazy because they did shoot it on these new cameras. IMAX cameras, um, yeah. And, uh, and it was the first uh, sports, sports movie, movie uh-huh. filmed in history on these. Um, and so that's one thing that I like is it's allowing to tell the story in a way we haven't seen it before. Um, Mm -hmm. Shots that are different and really intrigue you. Um, When you kind of leave a movie and you're like, oh, wow, like those shots were crazy. That's how you know it hit that way, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times you leave a movie and you don't really think of how it's shot or how it looked visually. Not not really just, I mean, I guess it's different for people who just go for entertainment. But like me, I kind of see how they portray the story, how they mm-hmm. shoot it, um, different things they do. And I think, um, I think Creed 3 did a really good job at showing us a new, like, feel and like view of a boxing movie yeah i feel that for sure yeah um they did kind of um attribute anime to how they shot the video or how they shot the fight scenes the uh how the slow motion the scenes were how the body ripples they called uh, what they call it they called it like this cross punch that they were doing um it was they said they took it directly from uh dragon ball z how they were fighting close together. If you watch Dragon Ball Z, they do a lot of like uh, the motions they do, the fighting, the punches. The I guess it was the, you know, uh, hmm. 
I want to try to get a pinpoint of scene, maybe like when they're doing like the straight rights and you see their heads kind of bob or you do like a, a right cross and you see a quick jab and the head just kind of jerk back and you see the ripples of the skin and stuff like that. They said it was really, uh, they looked at anime a lot to see the fight scenes. A, so like a lot of fast to slow motion. Right, so right, like right. The punches initially really quick and mm -hmm. then it, it like stops and kind of goes into slow motion like like yeah how a lot of anime does that that's pretty and it's cool. pretty tight and i i really like the fact that they kind of uh you know what's the word ingratiated some anime stuff into there for the you know for the younger generation me personally my my feelings about the movie i liked it i really did like it but i feel like a lot of shit happened too fast for me um i want like of course we're already starting at the beginning of the movie with him fighting his last fight and him basically retiring and uh there's already another champ i i it kind of didn't really ex show too much of felix being champion we saw him sparring and stuff like that but we didn't see him take any fights to show how raw he was you know what i mean it's just we saw that he was knocking out all his sparring partners but we didn't see how he was in their actual ring you know what i'm saying so i i would have rather seen how did michael b jordan and get all three of those belts just by one fight or did he like get them individually so i think you're i think they just assumed that he was just winning over time and just got it got all the belts unanimously so instead of felix seeing felix i would have rather seen a think of like a space jam opening not not just like that this is a random thought but like a space jam opening of him winning those other those three fights right. and getting those belts yeah, but if we would have focused on Felix, I think that would have drawn away from Michael B's Jordan, you know, or Michael B Jordan's. I kind of um, felt like they could have showed like story. two quick ones, just like oh, like I'm taking this fight, just a quick show, like a quick clip of him knocking him down, ding, and the guy gets knocked out, and he's doing another fight, ding, this guy gets knocked out, showing that he can't really be fucked with because he's supposed Michael B Jordan's supposed to be at this point a promoter that's putting out boxers that are champs and he's trying to get Felix this next fight, but yet we don't see how raw Felix really is. You know what I mean? And just the fact that, well, the, the unrealisticness of Damien just getting out of jail and getting the unanimous title fight well. <laughs> right away and just getting to go for the belt. All the contenders that were before him probably would have had to fight Dame before he got that immediate title fight. There's, there's yeah, no they way probably that, wouldn't have let that happen. There's no way that everybody, every contender is worse than Dame. And they're just like, okay, yeah, just let this guy have a shot. Just coming straight out of jail, didn't have yeah. to train. Yeah. <clears throat> but I liked it overall. Overall, Jonathan Majors definitely did his thing. Um, it, I, just feel I, like think, it, I think it might have been better if they would have let Felix fight that dude first beat him drago and then that dude yeah yeah that dude wanted a rematch and then they broke his arm exactly. that would have made see felix seem a little bit more exactly like have the first shit, fight so. have the first fight actually with drago there's no reason you need to break his hand if he's raw he'll beat drago and then he'll move that also on. give that also gives dame more time to like get ready exactly 
Exactly, exactly. And my thing is, it didn't have to be Felix. Just give me a couple of fights where Dame, when he wins the championship, let Dame get some fights under his belt before he immediately has to give up the belts back to Creed, which didn't make sense because he was going to retire again anyways and give up the belts again. It's, it's like, what the fuck was the that only about? Way, the only way I could have seen that working um, I would say like he should have like made it somewhere before he got locked up, right? right. So he should have been younger. Michael B. Jordan should have been younger. And then he should have already like accomplished one of the things, right? Like made the pro. US team or yeah. yeah, or like South Africa and was like named something. So when he came out, people actually was like, oh, this dude just got out type of thing. And maybe that would have been like, oh, okay. But no, nah, I, I feel you. How dope would it be just to call Stephen A and be like, hey, I got a message for first take. Let me just say. Hey, for real, huh? <laughs> he said, hey, and he had a conversation with Brett on the actual show. That is crazy. Yeah, uh, Stephen A just let it happen. <laughs> Where the fuck was Molly at? But yeah, I loved it. Um, I'm a fan of Tessa Thompson. Um I'm a fan of how she was actually portraying uh, a deaf woman. You know what I mean? It, it, at the beginning, she was even talking like she was deaf a little bit, and she kind of kept it up the whole movie. It kind of slipped a little bit towards the end, but I still, she was still believable as deaf. Um, it was dope that he actually learned sign language to talk to his daughter in the movie for that. Um, that was sick. Uh, again, I like the last fight scene where everybody disappeared and they were just kind of going at it, just whooping each other's ass, and we came back. When everybody came back, it was in the 11th, 12th round. And kind of got to. I I really like that too. Um, mm. It kind of gave you like a different feel of stuff. Mm. Um, kind of like, oh, this. I would have liked if they were narrating it a little bit, uh, like why he was so mad, or like what you know, or just saying like, I don't know, just something instead of like grunting like animals. Because <laughs> um, it like, was a ah! really struck. It was a really strong scene, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So if you had some, like, some, even some simple-ass powerful words, like, I loved you and you were my family, you disappeared, or you know what I'm saying? Something hella simple. Like, I feel like that would have made it stronger, like, why they had this shit, like, built up, you know? Right, right. And I also thought it kind of, it was really, it was good, but there's a little bit of plot hole stuff that I was talk, I was thinking about. Um, shit, you didn't have to pull a gun. The cops are around the corner anyway. They, if the cops saw these dudes beating up a little kid, the cops would have came over there and took care of the dudes. I don't think he necessarily had to pull out a gun um, or at least just help them fight. Get one of the dudes off of them. Then y'all fighting now. You boxers, you should probably be able to hold your own. Um, but for him to pull a gun, I kind of feel like that's going to get you put in jail no matter what happens. Um, and for at the end, for him to <laughs> just come to the realization, that ain't on you. That's no. That's none of our fault. Like what? Yeah, like nah, nah. You, I don't know. Yeah, it should have been a little bit. Sh That's what I'm saying. Like, if that, if he would have said that while they were fighting, that would have been like stronger. You know, none of this on you, like type of shit. Like, and that I mean, been, I get it. It would have been even better. He could just had Dame as one of his fighters. He would have been the best fighter he had. That's my thing. Once he beat Felix, be like, oh, I'm gonna start promoting this dude too. He ain't got no promoter. I'll promote him. And he'll be my next fighter, the new champion. Like, come on now. 
they just kind of added a whole bunch of conflict that didn't really need to be there. But I get it. They're, you know, friends in the past that need to re uh, reconcile. And there's room for spinoffs and stuff. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I know they're probably talking, they're already talking about doing a Drago show um, with dude that played Drago. I think they might do a four. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to do a four. They said the four is already in the works and there's spinoffs oh, that are okay. coming. Sylvester Stallone, um, he was uh, he was already kind of mad that he wasn't involved in this last Creed movie that was directed by Michael B. Jordan, but I think he's involved with making the um, uh, what the hell? The, what's that big dude's name? I just said his name, like Dra the Drago Show. So I think it's going to be a show about Drago, and I'm pretty sure he didn't die in the last one. So I think he can just make a pop up in the four, and they can just reconcile everything that way. Personally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that could probably happen. What else did I had? Uh, I thought they would use that checkmate thing in the last uh, fight, but they didn't use it. They only used it once. Remember when uh, Damien was young and he was watching dudes' uh, body movements, and once he did find it, he was like, checkmate, and then he knocks him out? He did use it. But not in the final fight. Not in the final fight. After his, you know, after the fight Michael B. Jordan used, is like, okay, I thought he was going to use that in the fight to knock out Damien, but he didn't necessarily do it. He just knocked him out. Yeah. I feel it. You well, know that would have been fun. You can't let you can't let Dame know the, the the Showtime the knock the knock you out is coming because if he hits it. him with the checkmate, <laughs> he already knows. He's like, oh fuck, oh shit, I gotta cover up something. And I don't. I'm not too sure about boxing rules. Um, how was the shit that Damien was doing uh, illegal? I don't think it. Well, so. Only one thing was, uh, but like every time he punched him in his arm, uh, in his shoulder, yeah, and everybody's like, yeah, he's fighting it, that, dirty. He's fighting dirty. I, he just punched I forgot him in his what it was. I know, but it, but it's interesting because, like, people don't think about that. So it's like it hella made you think, like, what? Hold on, what? He just punched like, him he in his shoulder. Like, he's that jailhouse strong. So it's like, it's smart. <laughs> You see how he's, he's like, blocking? Yeah. He's like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're so yeah. used to Kane just going like yeah. that. And he was way uh, more intimidating in this than he was in Kang or in uh, Ant-Man. If, if this day, if this variant was in Kang, he'd be whooping everybody's ass. He don't even need his powers. It's whack, 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 whack. Yeah, he was already, he was Dame the Conqueror, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> got, got that one fight money. It started wilding. When he hey, hit Michael B. Jordan, he went out like a punk for that, though. He had a gun, but he wasn't going to shoot him. He wasn't going to shoot him. And if he going to punch you, he yeah. ready to box. He ready to box. He's like, nah, I'm not even going to give you the the, the, the sensation or well, the satisfaction of fighting you right here in front of these people. Yeah. He's a bitch yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I like the movie. Um, do you Did you want to rate it real quick before we moved on to Mando? I say, like... Eight six not uh eight point nine. No, uh no, I'll give it a nine. I was say using the Anthony scoring system. Nah, that's that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight point nine six, eight point three, maybe eight point four. Uh but yeah, I do I did like it. I'll give it an eight. I would definitely say eight. Um yeah. It it left room for more. It was his first movie. Um, but he did a good job. Soundtrack was really good, so I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, let's move on to Mando. You saw episode two. Um, I haven't talked to you about episode one of season three. Um, how'd you feel about season three so far? 
Um, I like it. I think it's starting off pretty well. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The last episode is a. I have to watch it again. It was really dark. Maybe it was my TV, Mm -hmm. but a lot of stuff I didn't like get visually like comprehend what was going on too much. Like I just knew what they were doing. Um, But so far, I mean, I think it. I think it opened up pretty well, um, and I do like that they are implementing um, Grogu a little bit more and kind of showing he he's growing and getting older for sure. So, yeah, he's I definitely think they're yeah, I definitely think they're moving in the right direction for sure. Definitely, I I like the first episode. It was kind of weird to me. It was just kind of like they're still doing the whole. Uh... You know, the Mando thing, we have to go do this thing to get a thing, to get a thing, to get somewhere, to get a thing type thing. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? He he first goes and sees that droid that blew up or got shot up when uh, or I think it got blown up, self-destructed when they were stuck in that bar and it went out and saved them. And they got turned it into a statue. I forgot what the droid's name was, but they, you know, Mando was trying to bring that droid back because that's the only droid that he trusted. Um, Then he goes back to Navarro trying to get the droid fixed and shit like that. Me personally, number one was just like a rehash, welcome back type of shit. It wasn't the biggest like uh, premiere, like, okay, welcome back, it's been a while. It was like, okay, this is what you've seen. You already know what's good. We're just gonna throw you right back in it. And then this episode kind of made you a little more comfortable. Um, Last episode, we saw uh, Bo-Katan sitting in the throne telling him that he has to go to Mandalore to bathe in the waters to redeem himself because he is a phosphate, whatever the shit was called. He, uh, cause he took off his helmet. In this one, we got to see what Mandalore looked like. Um, they said it was toxic or poisonous or some shit like that. He goes there and realizes it's not toxic. Um, and he goes in the mines and he just gets captured by this weird-ass robot shit. Um, and basically, um, Bo-Katan, this, this, I think this episode is more so about Bo-Katan. She goes down there to save Mando. And she kind of realizes that the lore of the Mandalorian is actually real. You can tell in her tone of voice when she was talking to Mando that she didn't really believe in the history of them. They thought she thought it was kind of like all fairy tales. And the Mandalorians say this, the Mandalorians say that kind of in disbelief. But when Mando got sucked up into the water, when he tried to redeem himself and she saw that monster down there that she thought was a myth, she started to believe. And I thought that was hella interesting about this episode. Bo-Katan, I think she's really going to end up being the leader of the Mandalorians. Because you saw how she was wielding that dark saber, though. She was out there. Hey, so I noticed that. Um, I was looking at my notes. And I was going to say, she picked up that shit like it was nothing. Exactly. And I was like, how did this fool Mando just like have hella trouble with it? And she just did it like it was nothing. She's that she's supposed to because she said she was royalty. Um, and I think that she really was supposed to be the one to have it. But in order to have it, remember, you had to defeat the person that had it before. And Mando defeated my yeah. So he had to be he had to wield it unless she wanted to beat him in combat or whatever. But she picked that shit up and knocking shit down, killed the robot that caught Mando hella easy. Super yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch rewatch that one over. Yep, yep, yep. It was pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um, well, since you didn't really see much of that one, it was dope. Everybody check that out. Um Mando gets himself in another situation. Um, he gets caught hella quick. This, like I said, this episode is pretty much about Bo Katan. We do get to see Grogu do more shit. 
Um, he did the force jump. We saw him uh, fuck up one of the little monster things I was trying to kill and eat Mando with the force. He's getting better at the force and stuff like that. But yeah, he be grow dipping up in his little pod too. Yeah, yeah, his pod. Um, but it was cool. Snowfall though, episodes one through three are out. How do you feel about Snowfall on FX? New episode dropped today, so I think episode four might be out. We're recording this on Wednesday, so it came out today. Um, I might be I, one behind then. Shoot. Yeah, you got to watch that today. Um, I. I think it's good. I think it's going good. It is getting somewhat repetitive. They are for sure like setting the the stage for whatever big is about to happen. Um so I definitely think like that's going to be um some some shit goes down for sure. Yeah. I think yeah, it's it's just a lot like you said a lot of repetitive stuff. Me personally, I'm still trying to figure out who the hell his wife is like what's her backstory she kind of just jumped into the story and was there um but we see it we're seeing that her mom does yeah, some sketchy yeah. shit um her mom left her in a paris jail or something um so i think her mom's gonna end up fucking her over in the long run um just franklin beefing with his family i think the last episode was with leon in africa and he, he just wanted to see him and his girl wanted to stay in africa didn't really want to come back to LA because that's where all the drugs and shit he realized the way of like he was ruining his people uh putting the drugs into the community is kind of like just like his the people in Africa sending the slaves off into slavery selling them into slavery so he kind of had that realization in Africa and his wife hella wanted to stay there but you know he had to go back to get his money right and that's when he realized that fucking uh Franklin and his family was all killing each other and fucking each other's business up and yeah and and, and yeah. all and, and all in law, white dude, what's white dude's name? Uh, Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, stole $73 million from him. And they're all, everybody's trying to get Freddie or Teddy ultimately. So. And he was the one that fucked everything up. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, like nigga, why you do that? But I mean, I, he, you can tell he's going through some shit. Yeah, he's just, and he, all he wants is to be recognized by his country as somebody that helped win a war. That's kind of when it ain't going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like man. they ain't fucking with you. It's killing people, fucking people, fucking communities over. Just so. Yeah. Yeah. They don't fuck with them anyways. Um, Last of Us. We got a couple more minutes here left on here uh, before we have to do one more commercial break, probably. Um, But Last of Us, how are you feeling about that finale is next week? Um, I, I'm liking it. I, I wish they would have done 10 episodes and not nine, but oh, yeah. whatever. Um, I think it's it's been getting good, but uh, there's been a couple like, why did you have to do that? Um, yeah. And two. yeah, I mean, almost three. Yeah, uh, almost three. But but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think it was really good, and then it started like, okay, are we straying from? what we were doing originally yeah, and trying to push something else. But, we haven't seen a zombie in a minute. Right? <laughs> so it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Hopefully we get it back together. Yeah, it's like dealing, it, it's dealing with a whole bunch of different like social norms and how the world would actually be in a post-apocalyptic world, even though like the, um, the aliens, the zombies aren't the main focus. It's just showing how it changed people, especially in this last episode had the fucking priest slash cannibal slash pedophile dude 
and we saw Ellie just go ham and kind of just find herself as a badass, killing people, uh, chopped yeah. dude in the neck, broke dude's fingers. He said, hey, my name's Ellie, the girl who broke your fucking hand. You know what I'm saying? She went hard. She went hard in that episode. Yeah. She had to take some lives, and you can tell she's been through some shit. Um, and I'm excited to see the finale, but shit, I feel like this ended way too soon. Pablo Pasquale is fucking balling right now. Quick. Yeah. He got the Mandalorian started up right after Last of Us finished. Man, he's just, he's eating. He's eating. If you guys haven't seen any of these shows, go check them out. Go check them out because they're out right now. And we and we in full stride um, as the spring and uh, spring is the time for music and shows and movie blockbusters and a whole bunch of shit like that. So if you ain't caught up right now, you need to before all that other shit come out. Uh, lastly, let's talk about this TMNT trailer. Um, Seth Rogen is revamping Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the animation is cool. It's just going to be like just like the animation from Into the Spider-Verse. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, we actually got teenagers voicing the tur the turtles, so they sound like kids. Um, the the cast is crazy. To name a few, we got Paul Rudd, Giancarlo really? Esposito, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, John Cena, uh, Maya Randolph, Ice Cube, Post Malone, Seth Rogen, Hannibal, Bur Hannibal Burris. It's a whole bunch of people that are going to be in this, voicing some of your favorite uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. I mean, there has to be a market for this because they keep making this movie over and over and over. For TV. real, for real. You know real. what I mean? Are you excited for this? Or are you going to see it? I'm definitely going to see it. Um, I don't know how excited I am for it. Um, I think they're trying to piggyback a little bit off of the Spider-Man uh, like cartoon vibe, mm -hmm. um, which is understandable. Uh, it it was pretty successful and coming out with another. So um, I can dig it. Um, I'm going to give it a chance and we'll see. Cause I was, in, I was a teen, uh, blah, 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 blah. I was a teenage mutant Ninja Turtle fan. So yeah. It's, it's going to stay in my heart too. Right. Yeah. In the preview in the trailer, you see one of the turtles get stabbed in the leg by one of their weapons. So it's going to be one of the first movies we see somebody actually get stabbed by one of the swords or uh, one of Raphael's weapons. So I think that'll be cool, too. Uh, Seth Rogen, um, hopefully this movie is funny. Um, hopefully the action is cool. Animation gives you chances to do a whole bunch of shit that you probably wouldn't be able to do it regularly. But that, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm excited for it. Um, but this brings us to the end of the podcast. We fuck that commercial break. We just going to end it right here. Um, this is where <laughs> I like to let the people know where to find you at. Uh, Damo, where can they find you? Damo, I'm going to be at IG at the Damo Lee underscore POV. You know what I'm saying? Holla at me. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. where you can find me. Always a pleasure being on here. You might catch me next week. You yeah, might yeah. catch me a week after that. But you know what I'm saying? You know always me, welcome, I'll be sir. back. You know what I'm saying? You're always welcome, always welcome. Everybody loves the guests Ooh. on the podcast. It gives them, because um, they're tired of seeing me talk to myself all the time. So the more guests I get on here that I can bounce topics off of and we can go ahead and chop it up, you know, shoot the shit, they enjoy that. So you know where to find your boy at us, SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. Anywhere you look for the Best of Bias, you can find me right there, Best of Bias website. Uh, we getting there it's under construction I, i've been saying that for like a year now but hey it's still under construction um if you're looking for us on the youtube best of bias pod well just best of bias and you'll see growly right up there um go ahead click subscribe leave a little comment hit the bell so you get a reminder for when the videos drops and shit like that um you know 
plenty of episodes coming, more anime kumite. We stopped that. We got to get the shining here so we can put some superheroes against some anime characters and battle it out debate style. We stopped doing that. We need to get back into that because that's always fun. Um, and also merch, man. Go get you some. We got this. Oh, it's not a really good way to do it, but we got beanies, the new stuff. We got the new stuff. We got T-shirts still available. You know what I'm saying? Best of bias with the thunder with growly on there doing this electricity thing we got the we got the truckers still available we got the buckets still available everything you need you gotta just holla at me um either on the website hit me on the instagram hit me on the twitter oh. hit me on the snapchat um Don't anyway oh yeah there we go right there growly on the back if you need some of this fire merch hit me up and don't hesitate to hit me up because it is going fast we got hard eyes we got regular we're doing the doggy bandana should be out really soon. They're already in production. So if you have an animal, have a pet dog specifically, um, we got a bandana for you. It's going to have Growly on it. It's going to have the Best of Bias podcast on it. If you want to rep with your animal, holla at me too for that. We got everything. It's the Best of Bias. We more than a podcast. You know what I'm saying? We merch gang, merch gang, merch gang. Um, so yeah. yeah, thank you, Damo. And everybody, thank you for being here. Go enjoy your Friday. I know we've been talking for a while. And go ahead and give us five stars if you listen on Apple Podcasts too, because if we get five stars, uh, I think it's 200 five-star reviews, we can be actually accredited as a movie review podcast. So that'll be tight for us. So if you can, go ahead and leave a little star review on there. But for now, go enjoy your Friday. Happy Women's Appreciation Day, even though we recorded this Wednesday and it's Friday when you're listening to this. But we appreciate women every day for what you do. We love y'all. Thank y'all. And where my theme song at? It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, the best of bias. Yeah.